everyone welcome to the daily grind my name is kelly johnson your fun and friendly host we are on the bonus episode two of season two the very best one yet and here's your fun fact of the day sent in by crazy blitz from tempe arizona jicama is an antioxidant that helps with indigestion jicama is a starchy root vegetable similar to a potato or a turnip the tuberous root tastes slightly sweet, but is low in sugar, making a good carbohydrate choice for people with diabetes and others attempting a low-sugar diet. Originally from Mexico, the jicama is sometimes also known as a Mexican turnip or yam. Thanks for sharing your fun fact with us, and stay tuned to the end of the episode to actually find out how to submit your own fun fact. We have a special guest on today's show, so I'll keep the introduction short. We'd like to introduce Karin Frame. Karin is the founder of Makina, connecting shoppers with brands for good. Makina is a free and easy to use mobile shopping app that allows you to discover better for you, better for the planet products, then rewards you for your purchases anywhere you shop, even online. She lives and works in Boulder, Colorado. So welcome to the show, Karin. Well, thank you for having me on, Kelly. Yes, thanks for coming on today's show. We're excited to have you on The Daily Grind. Our listeners are, are beyond excited to learn more about your story. So I guess let's get the ball rolling and start with, uh, can you tell the listeners if they haven't came across your story already, who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Well, my name is Karen Frame, and I'm the founder and CEO of Makina. Uh, we're based out of, the headquarters is based out of Boulder, Colorado, but we are nationwide. I actually grew up in Champaign, Illinois, down in you know, I, some people say it, it's downstate. Some people say it's, you know, mid-state. Some people say it's another part of the world. Anyway, where University of Illinois is. My dad was a professor of science education there. And, you know, what a great place to grow up. Yes, really well said. We're based off Chicago on the Daily Grind here. So glad to have someone in, in our, our home state uh, on the grind. And we're, again, beyond excited to learn more about Makina and what you do on your own Daily Grind. So I guess, what led you to become interested in business and entrepreneurship? Well, that's a, that's a really interesting question because my degree is in accounting from Indiana University, in accounting and business. But I always wanted to be a lawyer. So after I got my degree in accounting, I went to work up in Chicago for an offshoot of Arthur Anderson. We did financial litigation consulting, but it was always my plan to go back to law school. So I ended up going to law school after that. And I really just wanted to save the world, quite frankly. I mean, I did, I did a lot of little things like every kid does. I detasseled corn. If you live in central Illinois, that's what you do for your first job. I, I, I lifeguarded. I was I was a grinder even then. I mean, I um, ended up also working for a clothing store. I was very active in sports. I was a lifeguard, as I said, but you know, I was on the swim team. I did the dive team. I was a little league baseball player. I was the only girl on my little league baseball team. I was on the tennis team. I ran track. So. Super, super active as a kid and had lots of jobs, always, you know, was trying to, I guess you could say I was a hustler without being a hustler hustler. Yeah, definitely a true daily grinder at a young age, just being involved in a lot of different activities just in that, you know, growing that business interest and kind of pursuing to uh, just leading us on to your journey and what you do on, on your own daily grind today with Makina. So yeah, can you take us along, along that journey? So uh, you know, post-college, uh, kind of what led you to that aha moment in starting Makina? Well, it does, it does relate back to my upbringing. So my dad was a science education professor at the University of Illinois, and I learned how to code, <coughs> code when I was about four years old, so which is highly unusual. And I always felt like, 
this technology, I was enamored with 2001 Space Odyssey. That I thought that technology could help make the world a better place. So fast forward a little bit more, I learned science, English, social studies, and mathematics on this system called Plato at the University of Illinois. So it was a touchscreen. My dad helped create some educational programs for the science program. So again, technology, young age, I'm turning 58 tomorrow is my birthday on March 12th. I know this is to be aired a little bit later, but so, so, so unusual for a kid in those days, and especially a woman, we'll just leave it at that. And so when I was in second grade, which is kind of interesting as well, I was asked by one of my teachers to write a book about, well, it was me and all about me, but one of the chapters in the book was about what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I wrote that I wanted to be a lawyer because I wanted to save all the children, starving children, actually, in Africa. Who would have thunk? I don't even know where that came from. Fast forward a little bit more, my dad and my mom built a house on a lake, and it was across the street from a cornfield that was sprayed with pesticides every year. And unfortunately, as a result, everybody in my family, my mom and dad did get divorced. My mom's fine. She's still rocking and rolling at 81 years of age, but everybody in my family is either sick or dead. And quite frankly, I'm recovering from cancer surgery in October. I mean, I'm very fortunate that it was caught and it was thyroid. So that's one of the better cancers to have. But, you know, I asked my surgeon, I'm like, how long have I had this? He's like, oh, it could have been growing in you forever. So we were exposed to a lot of pesticides, you know, on the lawn, in the house, my bedroom was right next to the, you know, across the street from the cornfield, the lake, we swam in the lake every day. So one of my little brothers is gone, my other little brother, you know, has all sorts of things like Crohn's and this, that, and the other thing. My stepmom has MS. My dad's gone. So, you know, friends around the lake are either sick or things, things happen. And so, you know, kind of combine that with kind of moving through my life. I uh, met my ex-husband when I was in my first year of law school and he had been an, an organic farmer. And so I learned my first year of law school, what being vegan was. What do you do with spelt? What is uh, the homeopathic remedy for a headache? And and we used to go to this teeny little store in Urbana, Illinois, called Strawberry Fields. That basically there was always somebody there. Again, small, mm-hmm. and we they could show us like this is what you do, and this is what you buy, and this is how you can live cleaner and and buy things that are mission driven or better for you or better for the planet. And so that was, gosh, that was 1987. So it's been a long time. Wonderful. Yes. Karen, you, you gave us a ton of information about your unique background, really shining light on what we're going to talk on later in this interview and how, it, uh, how you've influenced the brand and, and its mission and its values. So first and foremost, Happy, happy early birthday. Uh, excited. To, we, I, I feel like I have such a perfect timing when I invite guests on the show. It's either some kind of a life event happening or they just, you know, started their, started their business or, you know, accomplished a recent achievement for you. It's your birthday. So glad to share it here on the Daily Grind. Uh, Thank you. Yes. But kudos to you on all of your life experiences and be able to overcome challenges and also kind of learn from those experiences as well. In, the, in that space. So uh, being in Champaign, learning about uh, vegan, like organic farming, working uh, in science, you know, learning in science and technology, uh, especially as a, as a woman in, in that field is super, super critical and a huge topic uh, in today's age. And that's something we should focus on too. And uh, with the, the month of March, uh, Women's uh, History Month, uh, again, it's a perfect timing as well to have you uh, as a talented woman out here to inspire our listeners tuning in today's episode. So really love your story so far. Makina, with your wide mindset, did you, did that kind of uh, draw you interest, you know, with being in science and technology to, with that background and uh, finding stuff that's better for you, better for the planet? Did that kind of all wrap itself together to create Makina? Yeah, I did. So 
my former husband and I moved from Champaign, Illinois in uh 19 shoot what year was it 1993 I I graduated from law school in 1989 actually I had been a I had been a prosecutor when we moved out to Colorado Mm -hmm. but we decided to move out to Colorado and we landed here in 93 and there were very large natural product stores at the time one of them was Wild Oats which is now Whole Foods and Amazon Mm -hmm. Another one uh, just closed actually about a week and a half ago, maybe even, yeah, about a week and a half ago called Alfalfas. And Alfalfas went through some iterations. It was acquired by Wild Oats and then became a Whole Foods and then became a Alfalfas again. But now the store is closed in Boulder, which is just so devastating, very, very sad. But we moved out to Colorado and we would go into these large natural product stores And there was nobody in customer service to help us out, period. Like we didn't know where to buy the ingredients in the store. We didn't know what to buy. When we found them, we didn't know what to do with them. And there were other things too, like a stomach ache. Well, you know, what can we take instead of Pepto-Bismol, right? Or what what can we buy that is gluten-free or what brand is is really doing the right thing when it comes to sustainability or packaging or their labor? You know, just based on kind of my upbringing, my first aha moment was when we went into Wild Oats and I'm like, let's build interactive touchscreen kiosk systems. <laughs> so we built, we built these systems from scratch we, we developed the software. It went into these big, big touchscreens because in those days, one, they were just heavy and big. There were no flat screens at the time. We had two printers in the systems. We built these beautiful kiosks that were heavy and inexpensive. And initially, they were $25,000 a pop all in. And we put them in the the supplement section and we put them near the front of the store. So as you come in the store, you would see this video, you heard audio, you could go up to the kiosk and it welcomes you into the store and and you can decide, okay, well, I think I want the recipes for the entire week. So you plug in the recipes into the system and you got a shopping list spit out with where you could buy the ingredients in the entire store. Then you got some points for doing that. You could listen to some interactive advertising. So New Chapter and Horizon Milk and White Wave Tofu at the time. I don't even know if they call it White Wave anymore, but it's owned by Danone. But you could actually get coupons. You could, you got points. So you got points on your frequent shopper card. You got freebies. So we really just help that consumer navigate the natural products retail environment. And we, you know, we did a nationwide contract with Wild Oats. I know I'm talking, I'm talking a lot, but we were able to get that in place. And that was, we're off to the races being an entrepreneur. Wow. That's a quite, quite the backstory or just uh, where, where the business has, has started and where it's evolved to today. That's, that's awesome. I, I feel like whenever I go into like a Whole Foods or one of those stores, you're always looking for I have these recipes for the week, like you mentioned, how am I, where am I supposed to find them in the store? And a lot of times the store, I'm not one of those shoppers where I stay at the same store all the time. Sometimes I travel, I guess pre-COVID, um, and hopefully <laughs> soon I'll travel a little bit more. So I'm always on the go. I just jump into a store and try to pick up some stuff, but I don't know where it is. So, but yeah, everyone loves, everyone loves the rewards programs. Everyone loves, you know, getting coupons. So I think that's a really good fit and you hit the market right away. So yeah, I guess uh, take us along further and further in this journey. After we started, Natural Interactions was the name of the other company. We got, I don't know, 10 systems, maybe in eight stores. We were raising $5.8 million from a, we ended up deciding, signed a term sheet with an investor out in California, who in the end ended up being a fraud. But our CFO called us up and said, turn on CNN and this was back in 1997, 98, turned on CNN, and there was Bill Holiday being hauled off to jail by federal agents. So it was, what was the name of his company? First Federal 
funding or something like that, FFF or something. <laughs> That's probably appropriate. <laughs> I hate to even <laughs> say it that way. But uh, he was he was uh, charged with violating California's lending laws and felony theft. So he had basically taken from one company to do to fund other companies. It was a little bit of a Ponzi scheme of sorts. And, you know, he was tried. He pled not guilty. He was tried. He was convicted. And he was sent to the California pen for eight years. But kind of during that process, my my former husband, who was my co-founder at the time, and I, we were kind of like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do here? We have 10 systems in Wild Oats. We're supposed to roll out nationwide. I think when we signed our contract with them, they had 38 stores, but they were already at 50-something, high 50 stores at that point. And we didn't have a ton of money still in the bank. We had like, I don't know, $50,000. We knew we couldn't get super far. So I went back to the founder of Wild Oats and her name is Libby Cook. And I said, hey, Libby, you know, this is where we are. Can we figure something else out? Because the way we had worked it at the time was that we were going to get 100% of the advertising revenues from those brands that went on to the system we would put the systems in Wild Oats stores and Wild Oats would maintain the system. So I tried to restructure that deal, but there was a one week window where she could say, no, we want to terminate this agreement. And she did. And it, it was interesting because kind of during that journey, one, I became even more interested in businesses for good. Right. So I was on the steering committee for business for social responsibility, which was a relatively new organization at the time, kind of has evolved into these into B Corp. And, and our company actually is a B certified corporation itself. But I got to know that crowd. Also, during that time, Kroger and Safeway flew in to meet with us and they had asked us if we would do a touchscreen touch checkout for them. And we said, no, so that, you know, you would have, could have, should have another, another little mistake that we made was honestly, we, we were told at the time, and, and as you know, I am a lawyer, but I had been a business attorney yet or a corporate attorney, but we were advised that we, there was no way that we could ever get a patent on what we did. And nowadays we would have gotten a patent because we had this really interesting software and the way that it interacted with the system and helped consumers navigate natural products, retail environments was really unique and novel and nobody was doing anything else like that. We were way ahead of our time, honestly. Basically after um, Libby said no, which, you know, I, I totally get, I mean, it was devastating. Richard and I then got divorced and I, because I had been sitting on this business for social responsibility board with a couple of really good lawyers from really great law firms, one of the lawyers was a partner at Cooley. She ended up being a partner at Cooley. It was Brobeck Flagler at the time. But she said, you know, I have a client that just went public. They don't have an in-house counsel. Would you like, you know, to be introduced to them? So I said, sure. And I was introduced to the founder of that company. And had a basically a contract for two weeks and she offered me a job. So that kind of started my in-house legal career. And I worked my way up to a general counsel position. I was president of the Association of Corporate Counsel and all sorts of, of for Colorado, not for the country. But, you know, I was yeah. talk, talking across the country um, at different conferences and things like that. Had a really good career going. And I just, I had a point in my career where I just said, you know, I'm not making, to go back to my childhood, I'm not making a difference in the world. I'm not making the world a better place. And I was asked after the last company that I worked for where um, the company got acquired by a much larger company, I was asked to teach at the University of Colorado in the entrepreneurship program. And when I was there, I had to listen to other instructors, other professors teach. And one of the instructors was talking about exchanging textbooks with a mobile device. And that was my second aha moment mm -hmm. was, why don't I take natural interactions, bring it into the 21st century? Everybody's got a handheld kiosk. We don't have to limit it to the retailer now. It's, it's really all about the brand. Mm -hmm. 
And it really always should have been about the brand. These manufacturers, the people that build these companies from scratch, you know, their profit margins are really slim. They don't, I mean, there's lots of things that go on in those companies. It's really hard to do. The retailers take a lot of the a lot of the profit from these uh, manufacturers, mm-hmm. so so that was really truly the beginning of Makina. Yeah, wow, Karen, quite quite the grind you've had over the past couple of years uh, just to build up to where you are today. Quite the story, and even you're shedding a lot of light in in that legal uh, law setting. Uh, we've had a few guests that worked in in law before, but you're really kind of coming in from more of a consumer software approach, or just having that background, which is really cool to to hear about. Again, going over, you've been able to overcome those obstacles, uh, be really persistent, and continue to push and do something that you're you're passionate about. You know, making a difference out there in the world. So. Uh, that really re- resonates well with our with our brand here in the in the podcast. Yeah, speaking of challenges too, do you face any initial challenges? Uh, you know, in the early phase of of Makina. Yeah. So my husband's an inventor. My current and my final husband. My second current final <laughs> husband is an inventor, and he actually used to be a skate ski racer, a semi professional racer. So, you know, I was the I was the one that brought in most of the income into the household. And so one of the things that early on I had to find out was whether or not Sam was okay with me basically giving up a great career as a lawyer, making great money for some great companies and creating something myself. So that was the first hurdle and it was cool about it. I don't know how much he really had to say about it, but he was cool about it. And I think the the fortunate thing is that we already had a house. We had already bought a house, thank heavens, right? And we had a little bit of money saved, not a lot. I had, you know, during a couple of the acquisitions that, in, in yeah, an early acquisition, I actually had made some money off of that sale. So we we had a little bit of cash in the bank you know, I started exploring it. And I also told him I wouldn't give up my day job 100%. So, you know, I have really been a grind, (laughs) or I've ground or whatever the phrase is. Because sometimes I've had a side hustle throughout all of this. And I'm fortunate that I haven't had to wait tables, or, you know, be a massage therapist, or drive, well, drive an Uber, right? Which people aren't really doing that much of over anymore or lift. And I, I have a great educational background. I had already proved myself as a very, very good lawyer for my client, whatever corporation it was. I was never in private practice. I'm very fortunate because I was able to take kind of a contract job with Cox Communications while I was working on Makina. I was able to take a contract job with Intel Corporation able to take a contract job with a center. So great companies, mm-hmm. great learnings, great legal teams. And I was a contributor. I wasn't a leader anymore. Mm-hmm. I was part of the team while I was working on building Makina and I'm still building Makina. So that's been a grind. It's been hard. Some, some of my weeks have been, you know, 90, hundred hours, mm-hmm. you know, I don't even know if there are that many hours in a week, but very, very long days. Like, 18 hour days mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. And, or sometimes even 20, where I'd only get like four hours of sleep. You can't do it very long, of course. Mm-hmm. But I was used to that because of, you know, the work that I had already been in, being a lawyer on top of it, you know, just working hard all my life, you know, again, daily, daily grind kind yeah, of stuff yeah. to try to try to make it happen. And you talk about challenges. I mean, that is that is hard, making sure that you can build something, still, you know, make sure that you can support yourself, uh, support your family. I have two beautiful daughters up in Madison. They're my stepdaughters, but I consider them my daughters, two granddaughters on top of that. I have aging parents. My dad's gone, but my my stepdad is still around. He's 89 and my mom's 81 and I have a husband. I have extended family. And so, you know, the balance of all of that is hard as well, making sure it, I'm not even talking about my friends. <laughs> the 
this point. And, and making sure that I t you take care of yourself. Super fortunate that I was able to find a used Peloton during COVID in July. I bought one and I'm on almost ride. I'm at 192 rides. So I'm almost at the 200 mark. But I have been really diligent about exercising, you know, making sure that I try to fit it in. I can't do it every day, but most days I do it. So it's all about balance mm -hmm. and having the right mindset. Any place along the way, there every single day, there are problems and issues mm -hmm. and challenges. And it's all in how you approach them. And if they're insurmountable, and I don't even know what this looks like yet, but if they were insurmountable for like a couple months, then I think it would be one direction that you would go with your company and you may want to just shut it down, right? But but every single day, some days are super great, as you know, some days aren't as great, but every day, you know, you look at your you look at the top of your list and you see what you need to like solve. And that's one great thing about being, you know, trained the way I've been trained as a, as you know, educated as a lawyer is it's all about problem solving. So I've been, I've been fortunate that there's always something every day. That's a great thing. Like another brand is coming on board or we have like, we, we got, we were on the list, you know, we just had earned media you know, they just found us, which is super cool. Or we had a successful Kickstarter campaign or, you know, a brand would say, oh, I've looked at all these other platforms, but yours is just amazing because nobody else has built anything like this for us. Mm -hmm. So there's always something that keeps me going. And when you saw, when you're looking at all the problems, it's either you go around, you go through, you go under, you smash it down, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You just got to get through it. And I think that's probably what your show is mostly about. Yes. Is this grind. Yes. Yes. Really well said, uh, Karin. Again, helping us. I didn't tell her to say that. She, she's a true daily grinder out here. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you mentioned a lot of uh, key words so far throughout this interview, just with your background, being a really hard worker, very educated, very talented in multiple uh, facets of a business, of a startup. Uh, but yes, you mentioned, again, just having that support system, I think is really important. And uh, number two, that balance. So whether it's that, that work-life balance, being able to, for instance, for me, I'm an avid runner. So I use running or working out as a stress reliever. So you on the Peloton bike, say by the time this episode airs, you'll hit that 200 mark. So again, perfect timing on the show. But yes, going back to the, having that that self-motivation and waking up each and every day to to go out and do make making every day count. And also having something that continues to keep you growing, continuously learning, whether it's within your startup or just personal growth as well. Another great thing I really resonated with what you said, uh, Karin, was just the just having those challenges or conflicts. And I think I've, there's some quote out there where you learn from those conflicts. If you don't have conflicts, you're never going to grow or you're never going to move in that direction or be very narrow focused. So this kind of opens up your mind and it takes you in other different directions and opportunities that you would have not have seen before. So uh, really well said, problem solving again, another key trait of a daily grinder out there. So lo love, love our conversation so far, Karin. So yes, leading us to uh, Makina. For our listeners out there, the story behind the name Kina. Yeah, so so maybe I'll start with the last piece first because it's shorter. So Makina means happiness in Swahili, abundance in Hawaiian, and machine in Arabic. So we're a happy, abundant machine. But we're really mostly about building a community of people that are mindful, that really want to put better things in and on their bodies. I mean, we're all looking at transparency right now because you don't know sometimes what you're doing to yourself. So, so that's the answer about what Makina means. So it's kind of a beautiful story. Yes, really well said, Karin. So tell us about the latest and greatest at Makina and also for our listeners, how to, how to use the app. Yeah, so, so Makina um, is actually twofold. I mean, we're not a marketplace like a Thrive Market or an Amazon or we're not a store. Uh, we're not a Walmart or a Target or a Whole Foods. 
we help that consumer discover, find, and then get rewarded for buying better. So you can get cash or you can get swag or you can get a uh, free product by using Makina on a regular basis. So some of our shoppers have saved thousands and thousands of dollars already, which is great. So you can download it from the app store, or Google play. It's free. You start exploring brands based on either your uh, dietary needs or lifestyle preferences. So you can look up plant-based, you can look up organic, you can look up gluten-free, you can look up B, B Corps, and then you get matched with what you're looking for. And there's every brand has all their products listed. We tell you where to find it. You can get points for buying products. You can get cash back like a coupon. And you, once you build up your points or, and, or your cash to 20 bucks, you can cash out through PayPal or Venmo. It's super, super, super simple. There's other things that you can do too. You can answer surveys, polls, watch videos, look at a recipe, sign up for a newsletter, uh, take a photo of a display in the store. So lots of different activities you can do on Makina to earn even more points. and. Really, you, we're going to make this more interesting and more immersive as we go. We do have instant offers right now that pop up uh, brands like Kind and Dole and Impossible Burger, other brands that are on our platform are their food, their beverage, like Zevia, Healthy Kombucha, Mikey's, which is a gluten-free brand, a pet product, I Am Loving You, Bev um, so lots of different things that you can buy and save money on mm -hmm. and you feel like you're doing better instead of buying that wonder bread i'm probably going to get hurt by wonder bread now <laughs> you're buying food for life or ezekiel mm -hmm. and instead of buying i'm trying to think of another thing um instead of buying doritos yeah. no offense doritos maybe you're buying uh late july mm -hmm. or you're buying forager which is you know a, a plant-based cleaner type of chip to buy. So, so lots of different options and we're growing really quickly. We have, I don't know, about 450,000 downloads of our app, a very active user base, over a hundred brands, thousands of products. We're trying to add two to three brands every week, which is great. We have a lot of brands that are lined up, but yeah, you can find us on the app store, Google play. You can find us on Instagram. It's go.makina. We have a TikTok account that we just launched. It's makina.app. So follow us on TikTok. And if you want to join in the fun, we're going to do a Makina Macarena that we're going to be passing the hat on. If you want to participate, we'll send you a beanie and we'll get you dancing with us. So yeah, we have a lot of fun things happening. We're growing and yeah. we're thriving and we're solving problems every single day. Yes, love to hear it, Karin. Lots of exciting stuff on Makina and for our listeners out there to, to you know get excited about the brand and interact with the brand, which is wonderful. I love the, we had a, a prior guest on the show, a healthy food swap mama, a content creator, Leah Sucharski, and making those healthy swaps when you mentioned Doritos for late July and other, other brands. <laughs> we all know what, we all know what we're talking about here. So uh, we want, you know, support brands and purchase products that are, you know, better for us, uh, better for the planet. So yes, speaking of, you touched a little bit earlier on the interview. Makina is a certified B corporation and also a member of 1% for the planet. So can you just tell our listeners uh, what that means? And Yeah, so, so getting, getting your certification as a B Corp is a lot of work. As I mentioned early on, I, I was on the Business for Social Responsibility Committee, and we're talking about the 1990s. And it was always important to me that if I started my own company, if I built my own company, we would be that kind of a company where we were trying to do good in the world. And getting your certification as a B Corp is more than that. There's a lot of policies and procedures you need to put in place. You need to be as transparent as you can be with your employees, with your contractors, with your, your customers. With In our case, we have customers and we have shoppers. So our customers are our brands for the most part and the public in general. So lots and lots and lots of work went into that. 
And really, I think at this point, there may be 3,700 brands in, in the world that are certified B Corp companies. Danone is one of them. Patagonia is another one. Ben and Jerry's, our favorite ice cream, is one of them. And then there's small companies. There's companies like mine. Uh, Eco Bags actually just reached out to us the other day. I'm hoping that they come on the platform. They've been, they've been making non-plastic bags since 1989, right? They've been doing great stuff for the planet for a long time. So we like to support those brands on top of it. So we give them discounts on coming onto the platform. And so we, you know, we, we gave our best pricing yesterday to eco bags. But yeah, so that's, that's, that's becoming a certified B Corp. The 1% for the planet we give on that end. We also give to Feeding America, No Kid Hungry, One One Quote, Equal Justice Initiative. It's really just baked into our DNA as much as possible. And then every single week we change out our offers on Makina, just the, the regular offers for apples and oranges and fruit and veggies and um, household goods and beauty products. So so we give our shoppers a variety and that comes out of Makina's pocket. We just we just give back. Like I myself, I don't have a background in this, so our listeners are really resonating well with the brand and understanding what how you do to give back and how that supports the community, whether it's sustainability or whether those community partners you mentioned, Feeding for America and those other ones just on top of, of being a member of 1% for the planet. That leads me up to my second question in just in general, how do you side the brands that you work with? So that's a really good question. So we do have a qualification document that we we go through and make sure that the brand really meets those qualifications. But we've always had these guardrails with with stores like Natural Grocers that do a really good job of sourcing the brands that are in their stores. So Natural Grocers and Whole Foods and there's some other ones like that. Early on, Kroger and also Target did a great job of determining whether or not these brands were good enough to be on their shelf and still say that they're organic or, you know, part of the non-GMO verified project. There are a lot of brands that have a lot of certifications on their packaging right now. And so we're super careful that the brands are who they say that they are. Mm -hmm. And also that they're available to consumers throughout the United States. Because we're, we're not just one state. We're not just in Colorado. We have shoppers all over this country. A lot of people on the East Coast, West Coast, Mid, and also, you know, Texas to the North. Mm -hmm. So we make sure, first of all, that the brand definitely has a D2C component, which most brands do now mm -hmm. because of COVID, mm -hmm. so that the consumer can buy the brand off of the brand's own website or on Amazon or Thread Market or Hive or wherever. Mm -hmm. And then that they're in stores. You know, they don't have to be in a lot of stores. There are some great stores like Irwan out in California, some other stores like that where we trust that the standards have been met. We also partner with some of these certification groups, associations. So we use that as well. And we'll continue to do that to make sure that, you know, not just anybody goes on the platform, that it's a curated set of brands and products. Yes, that, that's great to hear, Karin, just being able to, again, it fits within Makina as well as fits within the values that you're looking for in those brands that we want to support as consumers out there. So yes, speaking on the consumer side, your audience is nationwide. What are the consumers, you know, the natural shoppers out there demanding today? You mentioned, you teased on a little bit earlier on uh, what we're looking for, you know, supporting the, those smaller businesses that are ac across the U.S. But yeah, can you tell us more since you're, you're in this industry uh, mm -hmm. so with these consumers, your demographic? You know, there are a lot of people that are looking for plant-based alternatives, honestly. And so we're trying to provide that to them. Uh, there are more brands that are reaching out to us. They're, uh, Worthington Foods has signed up with us. They're coming on board. Um, Melt Organic Butter, mm -hmm. the Better Butter, we call them. 
just came on board. So we're getting a lot of demand for products like those, which is great. We also, people really want to support underrepresented founders. That's probably a best way to say it. it could be women. It could be, you know, somebody black, Latina. I mean, Latino, it really doesn't matter. People that haven't had always the same kind of advantages as other people in the country. We'll just leave it at that. And so we're finding lots of consumers looking for those kinds of businesses or, or those kinds of businesses that have been built by those people who don't always have a fair shake or a fair shot is one way to say it. You know, there's a lot of, and kind of along, you know, plant-based alternatives, a lot of people are looking for plant-based milks. I don't, I probably shouldn't even use the word milk, <laughs> but, but it could be, and you guys probably all saw the, the commercial, the Super Bowl commercial where Oatly, you know, they caused a stir. I mean, it worked. It was a horrible commercial, as you guys know. People are buying oat milk. California has been around a long time. There have been white, white wave has been around a long time. Soy, soy milk has been around a long time. So people are really still looking for those. They can't always find those in their local market. Nikina's really trying to help democratize that. So whether you have a corner store or you have to go grocery shopping, sometimes at a gas station, or you have to, or you go to Walmart or Target, we, we just want you to buy better. So even if um, you go into your corner store, you go into your convenience market and there's a banana or an apple, and then you see like a, I probably shouldn't say what kind of candy bar, but you see a candy bar and you're tempted to buy the candy bar. We're going to give you a little cash back for buying that apple, right? Mm -hmm. um, even if it's not organic, like we want you to buy the apple and eat the apple. So, yeah. So, we, I mean, just curate as much as we can. We provide incentive as much as we can. We want the, we want you, the consumer, the shopper, to learn about what these what these brands are about, who the founder is, what their mission is, their why, just like you're learning about mine. Yeah, really well said, Karin, just about us as natural shoppers, your your targeted demographic out there, how we can make the the more healthier choices, the better for you, better for the planet. Chili say this throughout the interview, but that's that's what it is. It's simple as that. So, uh, mm -hmm. yes. How can our daily grinders also make you know better choices and more like a, as a green shopper? I know you have you have the app, so that's paperless essentially. So it helps mm -hmm. with, with the planet. Yep, that helps. It helps. No more <laughs> no more Sunday inserts or no more Wednesday mailings. You know, of of that being mailed out to you. you just use the app, and it's always with you. If you have suggestions, if you want to get a particular brand onto Mikina, let us know. We just got, you know, we're we're mostly we're not even reaching out to a lot of brands right now. Brands are coming to us because they hear about us. They want to be part of the Mikina community of brand partners, I guess is one way to say it. And we really just want to build the community. So if you as if you're listening, share with your friends, you get referral fees if you do that. There's a referral code in the app. The more you share and the more your friends download the app and start using it too, you get additional cash that can be cashed out into PayPal or Venmo. Yeah, you know, try to do better. Be conscious about what you're putting in and on your bodies. Mm -hmm. Yep, really well said. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, Karin, in regards to just making those better choices, uh, being able to help support the community as well as uh, build it in the long term. We want to, I want to know what the, the latest and greatest uh, on some of those smaller independent uh, brands are uh, that align with my values. I'd love to support them. And Makina's there to help me out there. Simple as that in the palm of my hand with my phone and everything. So I know we talked a little bit, a little bit earlier with COVID. I don't want to talk about it too much. Hopefully COVID will be no longer later this year, but how has COVID affected how you work with brands or partners or serving your, serving your consumers? You know, it, it hasn't really, I have to say it at, so we, we went out to natural products expo West last March, about a year ago, mm -hmm. set up my booth, 
then was told that the show was postponed and then ultimately canceled. So it was a big bummer for me and for the company. And then I had to drive all the way back to Boulder from Anaheim with my, with my car loaded up again, with the same stuff that I went out with. So I think for a while, manufacturers were really just trying to figure things out. Like we got, they had to scramble to get do D to C. And so luckily Makina accepts receipts, digital receipts, we accept physical receipts. So for us, as a platform, we were already ready to go for this. And so once the brand started kind of coming out of the fog, I guess you could say, to a certain extent out of the haze, they've started, you know, signing up to be part of Makina and the community of brands that we, you know, we're, we're helping consumers discover. It was a tough year last year, but this year's going to be a great year. And I, by the way, just got my first vaccination, uh, my Pfizer vaccination, literally probably, I don't know, about a few hours ago. So I'm still, my arm's a little sore, but I'm okay. <laughs> but yeah, so so luckily everybody is coming out of this on the other side. Not everybody, unfortunately, but you know, there's been a lot of loss as we all know. And a lot of businesses have been shut down, but we all still need to eat. Mm -hmm. We all still need certain things in our life and people are still buying stuff. And today, I guess the, the Relief Act was just uh, signed by President Biden. So that's going to help people a little bit and mm -hmm. hopefully take away some of the extra worry. And Nikita's trying to do its part in trying to get a little bit more cash back into the hands of the mm -hmm. consumer. Yeah, great to hear, Karin, in just regards to how we can uh, overcome COVID, those challenges, in addition to kind of live our life to the fullest, again, making those better decisions in terms of what we put into our body to nourish them in our own daily grind. So yes, last question I have, Karin, is for our listeners out there, how can they utilize a Makina in their own daily grind? I know you mentioned, you know, D2C, wholly, you have the, that whole omni-channel approach, so yes. lots of different facets to, to connect with the brand. Yeah, so so once you download the app, you can, um, and we're going to start pushing more and more offers. We do have instant offers that will pop up geolocated to where you are. So if you see an offer in the platform and you, you need to kind of grab it, <laughs> there, it's in a couple different locations on the app, but then you put it in your bag and you get like 25 or 50 cents back on some of these really delicious products. Like Barilla or, you know, it could be a kind bar or egg life or whatever it is. I mean, take advantage of that as, as we, as we continue on with developing the app, there's going to be more and more features and we're going to be gamifying the app quite a bit more. So it'll be more fun. We're currently raising money. So a lot of that money is going to go toward making the app, as I said, more fun, super easy, efficient. You're going to want to go to it every day to see what's new and enjoy the community of people that are trying to do better things in the world. Wonderful. Yes, we're excited for Makina, for our listeners and everyone else in the world making those better for you decisions and better for the planet in their daily grind. So yes, speaking of Daily grind, Karin. We talk. We talked about your daily schedule. You know, you're living, breathing, eating Makina. What's on your daily grind uh, later <laughs> this year? to come for back half of 2021. What's on the daily grind later this year? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh, waking up every morning excited about um, making a difference in the world, adding to some joy in people's lives, adding more brands on, building our community. We are. We do and have built into our website a community page, which we haven't officially launched yet, but it's going to be a place where people can come together and talk about their faves and, you know, what kind of nonprofits they're working with and who they're giving back to. So we're really excited about that, but it hasn't officially launched. So that's on, that's on the roadmap for this year. And providing more value to our brands on top of it, more, more information about how they can be more efficient and effective with their marketing dollar so that hopefully, hopefully they can pass the savings along to the consumer. Wonderful. Yes, we're excited for you and Makina Karn. As we say on the Daily Grind, keep up the grind. 
Karin, uh, do you have a word of the day to motivate our listeners out there, even an inspirational quote or saying? Keep grinding with a smile. Like it. I think it fits. I think it fits perfectly with today's episode, what your story entails, how you aspire us here each and every day to make a difference out there in the world. So great to hear. Keep grinding out there, listeners. So last but not least, Karin, if our listeners have questions, comments, want to get in touch with you, want to interact with the brand, how can they do so? Can you remind us? You can direct message us on Instagram, go.makina. You can send us an email at info at makina.com. You can message us on Twitter, Facebook. I mean, we have all of our DMs are open and yeah. And then we have, a. I think our telephone number is even on, you know, everything. So you can always call and see if you can reach one of us or if you need to leave a message, we'll call you back. Wonderful. Yes. And you guys have a TikTok as well. So we'll have to yes. jump on there too. Yes. Jump on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Come join us. Come dance with us. Wonderful. We'll put all of Makina's information on where to find the brand and how to interact with them on social Again, making those better for you, better for the plant uh, decisions in your own daily grind. Thanks for tuning in today's episode. A big thank you to Karn for being on the podcast. Hey, daily grinders, we want to feature you on the pod. Send us a fun fact. Use the online form in our show notes to submit a fun fact. Can't wait to give you a shout out. Thanks for tuning in to The Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org, and comp our merch. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian. Thanks also to our podcast team, Aiden Donaldson, Paige Albright, Lauren Ricks, and Mike Finkelstein.